doing for time? How we doing for time? We're like at time. We're at time. Wow. At time. Welcome to Sitting Crooked, where we explore the uncomfortable on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, every single day. Making your skin crawl since January something of <laughs> February 13th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> since that day. <laughs> yeah, so here we are. I'm Jenna. I'm Angie. Bitches. <laughs> yup. Yup. What do you got? What is. So. Tell me all the random shit you got. Let me just start by saying that this has just been the week of, like, fucked up stuff. <laughs> yes. So I feel like we have to... We'll get into this after my very random things, but I feel like we have to <laughs> at least mention the van incident. Yes. And then the other exciting thing. Yes. All right. But I'll start with my random thoughts as I'm trying to fall asleep. For the first time, wearing with uh, wearing a nasal strip <laughs> to control my breathing problems <laughs> that wake josh up on the regular okay so i couldn't sleep last night and i'm like no i'm not gonna text angie because what if she keeps it whatever so um <laughs> people who salt their food directly live on the edge like without pouring it into their hand first what i do that the fuck is wrong with i you? like to live dangerously but apparently. what if you, but what if you like accidentally pour too much <laughs> okay so i have a story <laughs> Go on. When I was a kid, and by kid I mean 18 years old, so uh -huh. not really a kid, just smart enough to know that I shouldn't be doing this thing, I would go to a coffee shop with one of my friends, and our thing would be that we would loosen the salt shaker oh. and the pepper shaker for the next poor soul who ate at that table. No real reason other than to laugh about it later and be like, haha, I bet you they're eating it now, all full of salt. <laughs> and you're the reason that I hand pour <laughs> instead yeah. of direct pour. Well, it's probably for the best, but I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, if I'm at home, I'm not going to be like... But even still... Thomas, if, if you fucking sabotage me, I swear to God. <laughs> I don't have a... Well, I don't know, my kid might be an asshole like me, so... <laughs> also, I have, like, a grinder, so mm. that doesn't really apply. Anyway, sorry, continue. That's okay. That was random thought number one. Um, <laughs> so I found this in searching last night. The the royals birthed another human. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she was out of the hospital and, like, in the public. Sorry, go ahead. And in a fancy red dress and everything. Yeah, like, within hours, right? And this person posted, like, the best paragraph I've ever read oh, God. about this. I wonder if I've read this. Cause... Okay, go, go. Okay. Um, so it's accompanying the picture of Kate holding baby in her red dress and stuff. And the caption is, and here she is for the third time stunning all smiles with her royal whisker biscuit busted all to hell. <laughs> oh my god. Eight hours after shitting a watermelon, Princess Kate is in full hair and makeup, standing precariously in high heels in front of a hospital, hoping her goddamn industrial strength pad doesn't slip. Yes. Confident that the red dress she picked will mask any potential bloody mishaps. Once again, I am in awe of her composure because after my third vaginal crochet job, I could do a little more than waddle to the shitter and occasionally spritz the injured area with num with a numbing solution and amid hisses and gasps of pain. Certainly did not drag my fat ass to a stairwell and shoddy mesh panties to present my vagina trophy to the world, nor did I grin charmingly for any army of cameras. Fuck that noise. I wriggled into the loosest pair of already stained sweatpants I could find, snuggled my new baby, and winced as the afterpains ravaged my shrinking reproductive organs. Congratulations to the royal couple on their new beautiful cr crotch fruit. Yes. All hail the prince and, of course, the royal Mimsy. That shit is tip-top. <laughs> oh my god. I read that last night, too. I was on a parent forum group thing on Facebook, and I was just like, that is the funniest shit I've ever read. <laughs> crotch fruit is my new favorite thing. <laughs> I liked Whisker Biscuit. <laughs> Whisker Biscuit. So good. Sounds, I don't know. It sounds like a, the result of a yeast infection to me. Whisker Biscuit. A hairy I, I picture, like, you know moles? Their mouths? 
I'm doing the mole <laughs> action with my fingers against my face. <laughs> What's the mole? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I know. I know, but I'm just thinking of like someone listening and being like, what the fuck is that? You put. I know what you mean, but <laughs> I know you. How do you describe that? They like paddle. They paddle. No, through. their mouths. What? Their mouths are like pointy and shit. Have you ever seen the inside of a mole's mouth? Well, I don't go looking, but I mean... Would you like to? Well, I, I do now. Mouth. They freak me out. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That looks like something out of Predator. Right? What the fuck is that? It's a mole. <laughs> okay. I thought you were just talking about the way they... Like, dig and waddle? Their blind little lives. No. Jesus fuck. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. That is probably what have I don't know. I had a C-section. That's probably what a <laughs> recently <Burp>. vacated vagina <laughs> looks like. <sighs> <laughs> so now yeah. I know. Now you know. Great. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. So yeah, it's been a week. It's been a, yeah, it's been a fucking crazy so week. So first was the. Van. Incident, yeah, the van at um, Finch and Young and Finch. Yeah, it, this which is in is, Toronto. Yeah, which is pretty close to where we work. Yes. Um, and is right, my co-op lives at that intersection. Jesus. So her it's commute a, has been interesting. Oh, that. And it's like a pretty high traffic area as well, like like pedestrian traffic. And I mean, that's that's the issue for those of you who don't know. Um Guy rents a van, guy drives on sidewalk, hits 10 people, kills 10 people, injures others, and uh, was later arrested. So it's very sad. And it's the biggest mass murder in the province to date, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting in the morbid way we look at things as interesting, yeah. but like also horrible and terribly sad for the, the families. Yeah. Crazy. And uh, was it you that I was talking about, like his motive and stuff? Yeah, we talked about that yesterday, so we didn't yeah. actually record it. But yeah, the the whole incel movement, which I had no idea about until this happened, and that's exactly what they fucking wanted. Yeah, and I didn't know until you told me. <laughs> so incel is involuntary celibacy, um, and it's, putting it very, very basically, it's when these guys get really upset that women aren't returning their advances, and they want to seek revenge on, you know... They're just pissed off at the world and pissed off at women for not wanting to fuck them. Yeah. Again, very basic description. There's more to it than that, but... (sighs) So the solution is to plow ten of them down with your van. Oh, yeah. Fucking kill them. uh, That'll solve the problem. That'll make them all want to sleep with you, because if history has taught us anything, it's... (laughs) Yeah, so just... Very sad and, and horrible, and you we're starting to learn more and more about the victims now. And this is, like, other than the Bruce MacArthur case and the Adam yeah. Strong case that we've been following, this yeah. is kind of one of those big events that's happened recently that's this close to home. Yeah, there's a lot. What's happening? That's, that's coming to <laughs> Well, it's happened for so long. I mean, this guy, he's 25, so, I mean, the build-up to this hasn't been as long as someone like Bruce MacArthur, mm-hmm. who's, like, in his 60s or 70s. And who killed all these men and, and and they're discovering like like years back when they went missing and discovering yeah. like the history behind what he's done. Like it's all just coming to light at the same time, which is just for people like us, it's it's really interesting, but it's also like, holy shit, like yeah. slow down, dose it for us, please. Yeah. And there's something about like, for example, with Bruce MacArthur and Adam Strong, like when they are caught. Yes. Right? That almost makes it more real. Like, when there's no... At least for me, like, like, oh, they found these dead bodies. Like, of course that's terrible. But there's no... Yeah. But it's almost like... And we found the person who did it. It's like, oh, it really happened. Yeah. I don't know. It adds another layer of... Well, because you... You can kind of blame it on someone. You can point it towards someone and you get a weird kind of sh- stranger closure mm-hmm. like without actually knowing the person that's what i mean by you know a stranger like someone you don't know just feeling some kind of like relief that 
A, you won't be a victim. I mean, self-preservation yeah. is what we all think of first, whether we admit it or not. And then B, like, fuck, like, finally, you know, we're not going to keep hearing about these random senseless deaths or, like, the families can finally get the peace that mm-hmm. they want eventually. Like, the, the cases are so fucking drawn out. And with that, yeah. <laughs> the biggest one of yes. the week, um, speaking of old dudes, is oh, they caught the East Area Rapist slash Golden State Killer slash Original Night Stalker. Fuck, man. 72, this case has been going on. He started when? In mid-70s? Yeah. Mid-late 70s? And they fucking caught him. And he's old as fuck. And creepy. Yeah, he does look really, like, I don't think anybody looks good in a mugshot, but like... Ah, they always say it's the eyes, and I was just like, ah, yeah, fucking your eyes and your jowls. Yeah, and we'll we're gonna dig more in into that for those maybe because I think I think so many people have been following this case for so long yeah. that those who don't know are like, what's going on? Like no one really plays catch up. I'm one of them. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to do it justice. We want to give it the time it deserves. So um, hopefully we're able to record within the next week or so mm-hmm. um, and do a special episode just for the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Um, what got to me and made me emotional with this whole thing was, as you know, like Michelle McNamara, who wrote uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, her sh- She's since passed, but um, Patton Oswalt, her husband, posted on Instagram a picture, like a beautiful picture of her uh, right after they caught him and said, um, good night, Michelle, you did it. Oh. And I just wanted to cry. I was like, she did do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was reading an interview that he had, and he was like half elated, half just just horribly saddened by the fact that she never got to see like yeah. the end of that story. Yeah. Just crazy news. Yeah, also, insane. how do you fucking rape 50 people? Like, let me just say that. Like, 50 fucking people? That yeah. means, like, <laughs> for over a month, <laughs> you've been raping people. Like, or, like, one a week. Almost one a week for, for a, a year. year. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was thinking about that on the way home. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, that's a lot of fucking people. That, like, it, and individuals, too. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. I don't know. It just, it blew my fucking mind. Yeah insane uh but yes we will uh we will cover him we just and hopefully by that point there will be more information to share than there is right now too yeah um i'm hoping that they get him to talk i'm so glad he's not dead that like they didn't find him yeah dead as much as i want him to just be gone off this planet i want him to talk so badly i it just pisses me off like admittedly i don't know a lot about this case as i do about you know the whatever your top five but like to me i was just like okay cool they caught him like awesome he's gonna pay for it but i'm like he's so fucking old like it he got to live that long yeah and leave that many people in the dark for so long Mm -hmm. literally and figuratively like fuck this guy yeah it just made me so goddamn mad but i think he's i don't want to get into it too much (laughs) i think he's so cocky in the way that he like would leave items at other people's houses from previous break-ins and stuff. Oh fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like ah. he would break in a house or whatever, he'd take trophies and then he'd leave those trophies at other people's houses that he would later break into. No. So like I think he was just so cocky that I'm glad that he was broken eventually. Oh. That he at least got the slap in the face of like you are not better than this yeah. type deal. Ugh. But anyways, we'll dig all, we'll dig into all of that soon. Hopefully there'll be more information, but I think the I think almost the entire world is just so buzzed right now. Yeah. On this it's such a huge huge break and after so freaking long like yeah. you would never think that this would happen after such a long time period. No, because well I mean like you just I I think by proxy, the people that are in California and in the area that it happened to, like, it's a it's a ripple effect of kind of forgetting the longer time goes by. Like, for the people in that area and the families obviously affected mm-hmm. by this, like, it's very present every day. Mm-hmm. But, like, the farther away you get geographically, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I know about that, but he's probably dead. They'll never catch him. It's been, mm-hmm. you know, the 70s to 
girls in their mid to late 20s seem so far away. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's our... Our parents were teenagers in the 70s or, you know, young adults in the 70s. So, like... And I think that's what a lot of, like, Michelle's book and research and blog and stuff did was just bringing, like, kind of regrounding everyone of, like, this is still a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways. Okay. Yeah, we got to stop. We're going to cut it off (laughs) there. Reel it in. (laughs) But it's coming. We are aware of a thing that is happening. And we haven't done a murder in a while. Yeah. Not to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah well i mean this is episode 12 yeah so we're going back to episode two i think yeah. so i mean like it's been 10 episodes since we're we've due been... yeah, yeah we're due every 10 that's not do that no schedules no rules we're living on the edge yeah. like the salt shaker bandit oh <laughs> salty bitches oh <laughs> that's us <laughs> And there's the name of this episode. <laughs> Salty bitches. Yes. <laughs> All right. So last episode, I hinted. Mm-hmm. Have you watched, um, what the hell is it called? No, I can't remember what the hell it's called. It's it's written by Robert Kirkman. So guy who wrote in part The Walking Dead. Uh, he wrote another comic about demon possession. Mm-hmm. And there's there's one demon, demonic possession. <laughs> there's one scene in the comic, and they actually made a show about it as well. Um, there's this one scene where the kid's just like sitting all distorted and stuff, and that's that's the first Ugh. thing that I thought of. So when you said sitting, which I immediately thought demonic possession, that's what this is going to be about. Which it's not. <laughs> but anyway. Well, it kind of is because of all the different interpretations. Ooh. So, um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. which recently resurfaced in me because I experience it whenever I'm on cold meds. Oh, fuck. So I recently had a pretty nasty lung infection thing. Yeah. And then it made me think of the last time I had a really bad lung infection thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. And that was my first time experiencing sleep paralysis. And I experienced it like six times in a row and it was terrifying jesus see i think i've had it but i i feel like it's one of those things that you know definitively like yes that's what this was but mm-hmm. i feel like i've had it and i just thought we'll walk through it and then we'll re-diagnose dr jenner diagnose dr me. jenna <laughs> um so there's a bunch of different names for sleep paralysis and like it dates back so far, like, in China, we're looking back to, like, 400 BC, like, the types of records that are kept for this thing. So, um, sleep paralysis is usually personified into a thing or a person. Okay. So, it's referred to as the night hag, sitting witch, riding the witch. Um, some people see it as goblins. In Germany, it's called, um, an elp, uh, ghost of the oily man, these There's all sound st- like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> really good strains of weed or something. Yeah, I, I was thinking a little heavier than that. But <laughs> That's all I know. Something about a dragon and heroin. I don't right know. In, right in the oily dragon. <laughs> God. That's opium. <laughs> um, so Sorry. yeah, there's, it's okay. There's all sorts of different names and, and, and interpretations across different cultures. So like uh, I mentioned in... Germany, uh, it's an alp, which is specifically some sort of male presence with female victims. The thing is known for uh, shape-shifting. So different cultures have different ideas of what can ward off this presence. So sleeping with a broomstick under your pillow or hanging um, hanging on an iron horseshoe from your bedpost, all sorts of different things the way we try and explain away all sorts of stuff yeah like a gar like garlic with vampires yeah exactly okay um in malaysia it's referred to i'm not even going to try and pronounce it but it translates to ghost of the oily man and according to this the creature was created when a human um human formed demon was able to to rape 21 virgins in a seven-day period so that Satan would grant his worldly desires. The fuck? Didn't he already get them? (laughs) You'd think so. Jesus. What else do you want? (laughs) Um, In China, it's seen as, like, ghost oppression. Um, Others see it as alien abductions. 
I've mentioned before that some people claim that they have sexual experiences with ghosts. Sleep paralysis might also explain that. I wonder if that like goes back to that succubus incubus mythos. Yeah, I did see that mentioned quite a bit. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. I was wondering. I didn't want to like say too much because I'm like, oh, that's the first thing that came to mind. And yeah, no, I talking didn't. to vampires and like, oh, goddamn it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I didn't dig into it. So if you want to share, go for it. Oh um, yeah, I mean, it's just a succubus is a female demon slash vampire, depending on what you're listening to, what you're reading. Anyway, what kind of myth you have? Um, who seeks male victims in the night to impregnate herself? To have the devil's child or something like that. Yeah. And then the reverse with an incubus. It's male presence attacking females. So that's that's what I kept thinking. But Yeah. They're like, honestly, the interpretations of sleep paralysis are like endless. It's so interesting. Very interesting. Um, so I actually got in touch with a lovely woman, Skylar Park. Skylar! Skylar. She is an RPSGT. <laughs> Which sounds like what a, does that mean? <laughs> Aretha Franklin. Type, sorry, uh, <laughs> RPSGT. Oh, there There's uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> so it's she's part of the board of registered polysomnographic technology. <laughs> technology. Uh-huh. Oh, she. Oh, oh my god. Jenna's a doctor. Important so you stuff. Guys know. And she's part of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. Okay. So legit. Yeah, <laughs> she has credentials. Sounds like it. Um, so I talked to her a lot over Facebook, cool. and because uh, I I had posted kind of vaguely, and she was like, "Hey, I'm actually in sleep medicine. If you have any questions, oh, that's so." And I was cool. like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> so obviously, I had to pick a brain on anything. So she taught me a lot <laughs> about why it happens and who it happens to, and all sorts of stuff. So ah. most of my information is from her, um, and then of course supplemented with. Other articles. Cool. Research. Skylar, let me know. <laughs> um, so I just realized that I didn't, I haven't actually yet explained what it is. Ah! <laughs> We've just been going into the myths of what it so, happens. <laughs> basically, your brain is awake, but your body's still asleep. Okay. And that is met with just uncontrollable fear and panic and dread. Okay. And some people experience um, hallucinations, auditory and visual. Um, For me, I'll share my experience. Yeah. Um, I was napping on the couch, knocked out on cold meds, and uh, my brain kept waking up. I could hear my mom in the kitchen talking to my sister and stuff. I could hear all of that, but I couldn't move at all. And, like, it's like those dreams that you have where you're trying to scream for help and nothing comes out. It's that same panic feeling because you feel like you're trapped inside your own body. Huh. Um, So I couldn't move and I'm trying to scream for help because I don't know what's happening because I can't move anything um, and nothing's coming out. I can't move my head. I can't move my arms. I'm just trapped. Oh. And that panic and anxiety is, like, one of the most intense things I've ever experienced. And I experienced that, like, back to back six or seven times that afternoon because I kept going in and out of sleep. Okay. Terrifying. Jesus, man. So, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different, um, experiences of sleep paralysis. Like, I'd say that was probably on the mild side of what people experience. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because you, you can get right into it with, like, hallucinations and everything. So, I've included some stories of people who reached out to me with their personal experiences, so I'll share those after. That is cool. Where are you going to get people <laughs> to reach out to you? Facebook. Yeah, just different, like, um, creepy groups and, like, podcast groups and stuff that I'm part of. I just kind of, like, went to all of them and was that, like, send me your shit. That is so cool. <laughs> thank you, guys. Yes, thank you. Wow. Um, so what's actually happening is when you're when you go to sleep and you go into your REM cycle... Your brain releases chemicals, mm-hmm. um, gamma am- aminobutric, oh my god, GABA for short, <laughs> and gabba, glycine. GABA, GABA, hey. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, it releases these chemicals essentially to protect you from, like, acting out in your sleep or accidentally harming yourself. Okay. So that's where the paralysis comes from. Uh-huh. Um, but when something arouses you from your REM sleep, 
So this is commonly like sleep apnea or uh, even snoring, which happened to me a couple nights ago. Any like loud sounds or uh, environmental stimuli. Your brain wakes up super fast, but those chemicals are still in your system. So your body's still paralyzed. So an extreme case, in the case of sleep paralysis, your brain is 100% awake, but your body is 100% not. Oh, so it's like a complete polarization. Complete disconnect. Wow. Um, So some people, in my case, I wasn't able to open my eyes. Some people are able to open just their eyes, but they can't move anything else. And that's where the visual hallucinations come in. Uh, Sleep paralysis can happen to anyone, but there are correlations between sleep paralysis and people who have a history of mental illness, sleep apnea, sleeping on your back, um, teens going through growth spurts. And I asked Skylar about the cold meds Mm -hmm. um, and she said... The antihistamines and cold meds slow your breathing down to make it more shallow, which which can cause apnea. So when oxygen levels in the body dip below a certain level, your brain stops releasing the paralytic chemicals and instead pushes out adrenaline that makes you like basically gasp. Speeds everything up to, to, yeah. to make a recovery breath because it thinks that you're like not breathing enough. Yeah. Um, and this gasp causes arousal in the brain, but the rest of your body is still paralyzed. Oh. So that's why it's more common with. Like uh, if you have breathing disorders Um, and similar to alcohol and other sedatives, basically anything, any drugs that help you sleep can emphasize this disconnect when you're aroused. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there's so many problems with that. (laughs) I just, when you said alcohol and sleeping and parties and stupid people and yeah raping 50 people (laughs) jesus god anyway well that and specifically with alcohol like i would think a lot of people use well not a lot of people but a lot of people with alcohol issues use it to sleep because it's a suppressant but Mm -hmm. it's like a vicious cycle because that's what's causing it but then they use more alcohol to help them sleep and it's just like a vicious cycle i wonder if marijuana does that too because i know a lot of people who like to fall asleep yeah they'll have a couple puffs or whatever and then wouldn't surprise me yeah hmm yeah so yeah what okay um i might be jumping ahead by asking this question but what is the percentage of frequency in which this happens in people it really varies okay so like i couldn't find an article article to article that was consistent and uh. even between the first-hand experiences that were sent to me, some people are like, I've only experienced it once. And other people are like, I experience this twice a night. Oh other God. people are like, I experience this like three to four times a, a month. Like, you guys. It's really... And I had no... I thought it was way more rare than that. Like, I thought it was like a lot of people experienced it rarely. So it was enough of a thing that people yeah. knew about it and could talk about it. But people who are experiencing this frequently, I can't... I can't imagine. And like they said, you know, although you know what it is, that helps a bit because at least you're like, okay, this is sleep paralysis, especially when you have visual hallucinations that you. But how do you. Yeah. So some techniques say like in articles, it's like, you know, don't try and fight it. Basically, just like give in. Ride it out. Um, Yeah, you can't. There's nothing you can do. Some people firsthand said, you know, I just try and focus really hard. Like, okay, just wiggle your big your toe. pointer yeah wiggle your big toe and like one thing at a time wake your body up and other people said that's the worst thing you can do you have to try and fall deep like go back into sleep rather than trying to wake yourself up so you can like come out of it together yeah oh so weird that is so weird because it's such a like almost like an out-of-body experience yeah right like yeah because you have no control but you're very aware of yourself mm-hmm Oh, see, I, feel, I don't know. I, I feel like just like, and I think I've I already said this, but I feel like me saying like, I don't know if I've had it. I think I have is probably one of the most ignorant people <laughs> of things that people could say. And the people that, you know, have it twice a night are like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea well, what you're talking well, about. Well, it's like a, it's like most things. It's a spectrum. Like, I think you can experience it very mildly to you know when you're trying to wake up in the morning it's like oh i can't i can't quite move yet but you don't have that panic yeah because you know what i mean yeah i feel like in the middle of the night it's it's more frightening because you 
it's already outside of your normal sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. I mean, for speaking generally. Yeah. Um, whereas in the morning, like, you know that you're going to get up and you associate it with, okay, I'm probably just tired. And my, yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's easier to put into context of like, oh, it's just, you know, I'm really tired. It's just that much harder to drag myself out of bed. Today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's go through some stories. Yes. Story time. Um, so some people asked for their names not to be included. Others were like, whatever. Okay. So that's there's, there's going to be some inconsistencies there. That's but, okay. We thank um, you for your contributions. Yeah. So thank you to Emily. Um, so she said, almost four years ago when I was pregnant, I woke up in the middle of the night. My entire body just felt heavy. I tried to turn over on my side and just couldn't move. So then I tried to say my husband's name to wake him up. Nothing came out. I started to feel like something was in the room. There was a darkness in the corner of the room, right outside my field of vision. I felt like a person or other large being was just there watching me. The longer I couldn't move, the closer it seemed to get. I felt like I was there for so long. I'm sure it was only a couple minutes at most. Uh, Oh, but I'm sure it was only a couple minutes at most. Eventually, I just kind of came out of it. I was slowly... I was able to slowly start moving my arms and legs and eventually my head. I had never heard of sleep paralysis at this point and actually didn't until a few weeks later. Um, so I was, so it was terrifying to say the least. I just remember I felt so drained and exhausted after. It's happened two or three times since, but I knew what was happening. I still felt the presence in the corner of the room, but I was able to stay relatively calm and work on trying to move a foot or hand to break the paralysis. Damn. Especially when you're pregnant. Because, like, so much weird shit happens, like, dream-wise when you're pregnant. Yeah. That, like, oh, man. Um, so this person says, I have a few different sleep paralysis demons and one sort of sleep paralysis guardian angel. Aw. The, the demon ones are usually shadowy figures standing over me or by my bedroom door. The worst one was while I was laying on my side with my back to the door, and it felt like someone got into bed behind me, under the covers, and put their arm around my waist. Then it felt like they were cuddling into me, and I could feel their breath on my neck. It... <laughs> It felt like they cuddled me for about half an hour. At this time, I'm trying not to show that I'm panicking because I feel like it's getting, because I feel like I'm getting cuddled by a skeleton with claws. Ah. It was only about the second, maybe third time I'd sleep paralysis, so I nearly had a heart attack when this thing feels like it's moving in closer to kiss me behind the ear. Worst of all, it whispered, not yet. You're not ready yet. I'll come back when you are. Oh my God. To me, it sounded disappointed and excited. It felt like it was silently telling me, telling me it meant... Uh, that it was coming back when I was about to die. Scared the fucking shit out of me. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I have goosebumps. Oh my god. Half an hour? Yeah. That was... Okay, so that's my... <laughs> I have a follow-up question. How long does it last on average? Is there... I don't think it's time, or is enough. it just Fuck, man. Because, like, half an hour seems very, very long mm-hmm. to me. Like, a couple of minutes, I can... I can see you being like, okay, I'm being scared and like having, say, just say five minutes, like on average, feel a lot longer because you're terrified. But half an hour would feel like a lifetime yeah. in a situation like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Wow. It's to that point of feeling that real, feeling touched, feeling people breathe on your neck, feeling people whisper in your ear. Like, all of those themes are very common, story to story. So is there a logical explanation as to why you feel those things? Like, is it just, and I, I don't want to come off as ignorant, I'm asking the question um, purely out of curiosity, um, so I hope I'm not being offensive, but like, in the situation of being held or touched or feeling kisses or anything, mm-hmm. like, could that just be, like, maybe your hair touching you the wrong way and because you're not really aware of... Your senses, like, that's what it is? Or is it it, your own hands touching your face? It could be. But one other very common theme, um, like, probably one of the most prominent, which I should have mentioned earlier, is the feeling of something sitting on your chest. That deep Uh, pressure, which is where, like, the sitting witch and, like, riding the witch and all that kind of stuff comes from, as well as being choked. Oh, I don't like that. So there's a lot of, like, whatever presence came into my room and all of a sudden started choking me. Oh, I don't. There's like that. a lot of that. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. 
Okay. So, same person. Uh, my sleep paralysis guardian angel was a weird experience. I'd been getting sleep paralysis on and off for about 18 months by this point, so I could usually tell straight away when it was happening. At first, I thought it was the usual demon things beside my bed, but when I looked properly, I realized I could clearly see a man kneeling next to my bed, smiling at me. It wasn't a creepy smile, more like a parent coming in to check on their kid. He looked like he was dressed in a 50s-style suit and hat. He didn't say anything, although I got the sense he was letting me know everything was all right and that he'd look after me. Aw, in his little zoot suit. Yeah. Making sure you're okay. So, going back to my ghost science episode, Mm -hmm. I think that sleep paralysis might explain a lot of those experiences as well. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Because what made me think of this is my one of the stories my mom told me, and... Again, I'm not trying to to take away from the experience of my Oma, but after my Opa passed, she said specifically one night she was asleep. It was the middle of the night and she felt him come in behind her and spoon her and lay his hand over her like he did every single night of her life. Like your Oma felt that? Yeah. After he passed. Right. So, like, could it be? Because sleep paralysis isn't always negative, right? Yeah. Or was it just... See, I always had a perception that it was negative until the zoot suit started. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't mean to. I don't mean to make fun. I mean like. Yeah. Fifty style suit. That's the only thing I think of. But, um, yeah, like saying saying you know your Oma's experience like that. It, it makes sense from a sleep paralysis mm-hmm. standpoint, but. I always, like, it has such a negative connotation, sleep paralysis, that... Well, it's because I think, you know, 9.59 times out of 10, because part of sleep paralysis is getting that adrenaline, because it's usually a breathing thing that wakes you up, that automatically goes negative. Yeah. Right? So you're you're not usually calm when when your brain comes to in that scenario. So maybe this doesn't, like, technically count? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, anyway, so, uh, another person, the hallucinations are always evil. Even if I can't see anything, there's an overwhelming presence in the room and it is always evil. I can't move. I'm stuck. The evil is pulling on me deeper and deeper. I can't cry for help. I can only breathe heavily as fast as I can, hoping someone will hear me breathing so loud and will come shake me out of it. I try and move a finger. Um, this happened when I was six When I was six, 20 years ago, and I still remember it vividly because I haven't gone more than a couple months without replaying it back in my head. I remember waking up from a creepy dream and lying in bed for a while. Then my mom opened the door and I could see her silhouette. She was there to comfort me, possibly. She didn't say anything. Then she eerily waddled slash hobbled into my room and it started looking more... started looking a little more creepy. She looked a little like a creature from where the wild things are. I could only see the dark outline of her body and head, but her hair appeared... Her hair appeared messy and her head looked larger than normal. I was on the top bunk. My baby sister was asleep below. My mom stood at my bed. Her head was about level with my own. She stood there for a minute at the side of my bunk bed and I could begin to sense that things were weird. She then reached out and started tickling me a little bit. Page flip. I wasn't freaked out quite yet. Then I began to feel uncomfortable, but the tickling intensified. She began grunting quietly, almost as if she was murmuring something. Finally, I was trying to tell her to stop, but of course, words were impossible to form. The tickling intensified until she was scratching and jabbing and digging at my torso, but then the grunting had eventually grown into a deep growling and howling. I couldn't move or make any noise. Why wouldn't my little sister wake up and help me? Scariest fucking everything that's happened to me. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. So other people said that they quite often see what they can only explain as a flood of spiders coming down from their ceiling. Nope. Lots of uh, reports of um, glowing eyes, like at the end of their bed. Crazy, crazy Mm. what people experience. And different, too. I mean, there's some, like, manifestation of, like, a shadowy figure, but, like... There's little details that are very different from, Mm -hmm. you know, not the same from uh, one story to the next. Yeah. (laughs) So. Spiders. God fuck. Yeah. God fucking damn it. No. So, yeah. And, And of course, one thing that quite often comes up because so many of these presences are related to demons is religion and praying. So, like, if you go on forums and stuff, it's like. 
that's so scary. That's so scary. That's so scary. You can only be saved by the blood of Christ. Oh, I'm like, oh my goodness. Eat this cracker and have this wine. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, like, I don't want to rule it out because this is scary shit. But at the same time, I'm like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> calm down. Um, but that reminded me of the time that I borderline got exercised for a bad dream that I shared. Oh, Did I tell you about that? You told me briefly, but I think we cut it off halfway through because we wanted to save it for the podcast. Okay. So I was at a health show in Toronto with my friends. Um, just like lots of vendors for different stuff. USB healing crystals and like all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, like a new age kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was this booth and there was nothing to suggest that it was religious. It just said free dream analysis. And I was like... Oh, that's All right. a good way to lure you in. Like, that's kind of cool. Okay. So I signed up. I went back in my time and I told them this really creepy nightmare I had um, in grade nine. And after it was done, I was like, so what do you think it means? And the lady that I had that was like counseling me got the other four counselors <laughs> to stop what they were doing, abandon the people they were like analyzing or whatever, sit in a circle around me. Oh, God. And they simultaneously prayed and um, prayed for the darkness to be lifted from my soul repeatedly. And then at oh. the very end, <laughs> the initial lady <laughs> took my hands in her hands and said, the only way that you that this weight in this darkness will be lifted from your soul is through prayer and Jesus Christ. Oh, God damn it. They snuck it in Do there. Do you understand? I was like, should have been like, no. <laughs> it's like, yes. Okay, good. And then they dispersed. Fucking bastards. <laughs> it was so scary. It's like when you go to someone's house and they pray before dinner and you're just kind of like sitting there with your eyes open and everyone else's eyes are closed. <laughs> like at our wedding. <laughs> so there's this picture. We should post it. <laughs> If you're comfortable with it, yeah, I think we fine. should post the I don't pray face because it's the best thing. It's the best photo of Jenna. Professional photographer got yeah. this she, shot. She found, so it's like all my bridesmaids and Jenna's just sitting there and like they've all got their heads like bowed, bowed. in respect and we're not like my husband and I are not religious. Like we had a... a a friend of ours who who did the ceremony and you know religion is an aspect of it so everybody was praying they did a prayer we said okay yeah whatever do the prayer so everybody's got their head bowed all respectful like and jenna's just like looking up with her chin on her chest like i don't pray <laughs> bitches and i just like this is exactly what i wanted from my wedding day <laughs> You've given me oh. one of the greatest gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I used, but it's funny because you look at that and you look at like the pictures from me. I can find a picture from when I was little and I'm making the exact same face. You should, you should post them both side by side. Do a timeline. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I your new age thing reminded me of a of a, an experience that I had. So the first time I ever got a massage. <laughs> first time I ever like you know I'm not like a huggy kind of person I mean I am with my husband and whatever but and my kid that's important um but like just to give you some perspective like when I was pregnant with my son everybody wanted to grab my fucking belly and I'm mm -hmm. just like ah, don't fucking touch me so having a massage was a big deal so I was sitting there getting wait was your massage when at your bachelorette thing no. Oh, okay. This was like, that wasn't the first massage. That one was nice. That was like a nice, <laughs> okay. that was nice. They didn't talk to like, me about What the did they do to you? No, I'm they didn't. It's not what they did, it's what they said. Okay. <laughs> so it was actually, funny enough, it was a friend, I was a bridesmaid for a friend of mine. Mm. And I was getting a massage and she was talking to me and she's like, do you mind if we, you know, do you want to talk? And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, sure, like, let's talk. So then she just kept going and I was asking her about Reiki, which is yeah. like a healing touch kind of. Mm -hmm. You're moving, you're moving the energy centers yeah. in the body to align them for total wellness and health. Yeah. I had an ex's mom who was a practitioner and 
I thought she did really, really well. I mean, I actually felt something. So anyway, so I was asking her like the masseuse about this and she was just like, oh, we don't touch that. And I was like, oh, why? She's like, that's the devil's tool. And I was like, damn it. And you have me for another fucking 20 (laughs) minutes in this room. Oh my God. And she's just like, you know, our church doesn't believe in that and blah, blah, blah. And she's like. As she's, like, talking to me in this really creepy, like, religious kind of voice, she's rubbing me, and I'm like... Ah. Stop rubbing I your don't... religious agenda Stop into my pores. <laughs> Stop trying to massage my beliefs. <laughs> so, yeah, she just she kept trying to recruit me into the church, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's okay. Um, uh-huh, yeah, okay. That's... You know, you have to, you have to accept Jesus Christ. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I have. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was raised Catholic. So I like, I know that kind of thing. And she's like, oh, well, our Oh, church- I read that book. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I've read all of the books, even the books that the other ones don't have. <laughs> Fuck. That's a Catholic joke for you. Uh, anyway, she, it was just really stupidly awkward and like she kept trying to recruit me to our church so (laughs) why why not related to sleep paralysis at all well this is further unrelated but that massage story reminded me of my massage story yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so i went for a massage not Uh a fun time massage like a therapeutic massage for my back issues and whatnot and she's rubbing me and she's like your skin is so creamy. Oh, fuck. What's your... And she's like, ask me my national... I'm like, okay, I guess that's that's normal. Like, I'm pretty, like, pale, I guess. I don't know. Um, and she was, like, fairly dark skin, so I don't know if it... I don't know. Yeah. So she's massaging me and stuff. But then she keeps, like... She keeps going at it. So she's massaging my back, and she's, like... She's working on my sciatic, so she's basically massaging my ass. And <laughs> yeah. she's like... Oh, your skin so creamy, so soft, like butter. And then she just kept repeating that over and over and over again while she's massaging. How is that supposed to be relaxing? Smooth like butter, just like butter. Oh my god, it's just like butter. And like, are you gonna skin me and wear me as a creamy <laughs> butter suit? I say, I feel like she's hungry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck, man. So like, be aware of your masseuse, I guess. Yeah. Or your massage therapist. I don't even know if they call them masseuses. Masseuse, masseuse. <laughs> well, there's like, you can be a, a, mas- a masseuse, but then there's also like a massage therapist is a registered massage therapist. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyone can be a masseuse or masseur, I, I think. Um, but right. you, yeah. But you have to go and get some sort of certification for to uh. be a registered, like an RMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I feel like you wouldn't be employed if you weren't. You wouldn't, I don't think a spa or, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a spa slash. Well, you can do like freelance. Like well, for... I feel like those are associated with rub and tugs. <laughs> well, no, because like the, so I used to do uh, graphic design for that spa lady. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, so she had all sorts of <laughs> spa, uh, or sorry, massage treatments, mm-hmm. but we had to be very specific that she was not an RMT. Oh, so it is out there. Jesus. Yeah. Sitting Crooked, the <laughs> podcast that... We're like TripAdvisor for spas. Also, we're very <laughs> offensive. <laughs> for religious spas. Yeah. Bathe we don't, we in don't holy pray. Water. <laughs> Cucumber holy water. <laughs> a, nice, a nice rice cracker. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. Um, back to sleep paralysis. Yes. Um... See, going back to my own not being sure what it is, uh, sorry, not not being sure what it is, not being sure if I've actually experienced it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just chalk my experiences up to bad dreams. Okay. Like, I, I can't, A, I can't remember what the exact dream was. I just remember being like, like, I can't roll over, but I, it was like I was too afraid to roll over because whatever was coming after me in the dream was going to hear me move Mm. so i was fully aware Mm -hmm. but also like couldn't move so that's where i'm like maybe it was that but i was also just like once i calmed down i'm like oh you're just having a nightmare go back to sleep and Mm. i did so i wonder like 
And again, not to take away from anybody's experience and like the terror that they felt, but I wonder like, like what element of a bad dream um, comes into that experience, mm-hmm. you know, like if it well, is, it's, it's, that's, it's basically what it is. It's, it's a waking nightmare. night terror. So I have a surprise. You have a surprise? I have a surprise. So Skylar. Yeah. I figured out of this would come a whole lot of questions. Yeah. From me and you and our listeners. Yeah. So she's agreed to do a Q&A with us. Ah, that's awesome. So we'll have to uh, consult with our wonderful producer, Thomas, to see the logistics of recording that. Okay. Um, but she was pretty much like, anytime, Skype. Let's do it. Give me your questions. I'll give you my answers. Wow, that's awesome. So if you have any questions about sleep disorders in general, I think, because she mentioned some other ones that I'm like, what the fuck? Like uh, she mentioned one, I forget what it's called, but basically it's where (laughs) people commit murder in their sleep, but they are, yeah, but they are completely asleep. So it's, There's, yeah, there's crazy shit. So if you have any questions about sleep or sleep paralysis, email us at yeah. sittingcrookedpodcast at gmail.com um, or send us a note on Facebook and I'll, we'll cons- like consolidate a huge list. Yeah. And uh, pick Skylar's brain. Oh man, that is so cool. Thank I know, you, Skylar. I'm so excited. Oh. It's like, I, I felt like a little kid asking, like, the cutest boy in school to the to the <laughs> dance. Like, I know he's probably gonna say no, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Just, just for me. I'm just gonna ask for me. Yeah, just just so I know. <laughs> just so I know. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, oh, we have our first guest kind of. I know. Ah! Yep. Very cool. So yes, send your questions again at sittingcrookedpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Anything you wanna know, and we will ask. Yeah. Or tweet us or check us out on Instagram. I don't think you can ask questions on Instagram, but I, I don't mean, know. You can, but I'm probably not going to see them. So just email us. Yeah, email us. <laughs> just say hi or whatever. Give us a topic. Yeah. Also, we're really desperate for emails. <laughs> also, subscribe. Oh, yeah. That's Please important, too. Yeah. Check us out. We're on Google Play and iTunes and uh, subscriptions are warmly welcomed. Mm-hmm. We'd really appreciate it. Share us with your mom and bring us to dinner. Bring us to dinner. Bring us to... What's the next event coming? Bring us to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In the most platonic way possible. <laughs> or whatever way you want, really. Well, okay. <laughs> it's up to them. We can't tell them how to live their lives. Um, next week. Oh, right. Next week. Never mind. That's okay. Um, and just another quick shout out to the Blackball Bandits for supplying our wonderful theme song, Woo! which makes me car dance every time I see it. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are awesome. And I love your outfits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good.